What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about how the Pirates stack up in arguably the worst division in baseball, the NL Central, and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. My name, of course, is Ethan Smith, the host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates all the time. And guys, thank you for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast, all as you always do here on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or wherever or however you listen to this podcast. Thank you. It means a lot. Happy St. Patrick's Day for the entire week as you see i'm already kind of decked out in my green and uh my beads and all that other good stuff and on today's show i figured let's talk about how the pirates stack up in the nl central and when you're talking about the nl central as you heard me in the intro um it's a it's a division that's going to be very interesting in 2023 for a lot of different reasons i think when you look at it overall there is a sense of okay, we know the Cardinals are going to probably win the division unless some unforeseen things happen like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado hit a wall or a bunch of other things. Uh, Today's episode, by the way, brought to you by a wonderful new sponsor that I will be talking about later, Ultimate Baseball GM. If you listen to some of the Locked On podcasts, you've probably heard uh, about Ultimate GM on other shows, such as Locked On Steelers with Christopher Carter. So we will be talking about that a little bit later. But back to the point I was making, um, you look at the NL Central, obviously we know who the teams are. you got the Cardinals, you got the Pirates, you got the Brewers, you got the Cubs, and you got the Cincinnati Reds. I would say that there's probably two inevitabilities with this division heading into 2023. The first being that the Cardinals are going to probably win the division. As I mentioned just before I was talking about Ultimate GM, the Cardinals are probably going to win the division. And, I mean, you look at the roster that they've constructed with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. They add Wilson Contreras over the offseason. They have Dylan Carlson. They have a young stud in Jordan Walker who's going to eventually make his way to the Major League roster. You have Lars Newtbar. You have a lot of stuff going on in St. Louis. Then you have a team like Milwaukee, who obviously was not what they wanted to be last year. They kind of fell off a cliff, missed the playoffs. Uh, You've, of course, had the Corbin Burns discourse this offseason with the arbitration hearing. You have a team, like, realistically banking on how Christian Yelich plays. And it's a team that has talent around it, um, but... Is it going to come together for that team to stick together? I would say probably no. So you really have to look at that team throughout the year and see what pieces end up going out of Milwaukee. And then, of course, you have the Chicago Cubs, who their two big moves or three big moves, if you want to consider it, in Pittsburgh, where Cody Bellinger, Dansby Swanson, and Jamison Tyone all coming to Chicago to play in Wrigley. The Cubs, it's really going to be all their pitching. I think it's going to be something that you have to look at with that team and have major concerns with. You have Marcus Stroman, you have Kyle Hendricks and Jameis Natalio. What do you have after that? That's going to be their biggest question. And then you have the Cincinnati Reds, who are a lot like the Pirates of last year, who are 
furthering their youth movement with Tyler Stevenson, with the eventual appearance of Ellie De La Cruz, with Jonathan India, with Hunter Green, with Nick Lodolo. There's a lot going on in Cincinnati as well. Then you get to the Pittsburgh Pirates, our team, the team that I cover all the time here on the Locked On Pirates podcast. How do they stack up in this division? What do you look at here? Where are the spots that you look at as a Pittsburgh Pirates fan where you think you could look at the rest of the division and say, oh, we stack up pretty well here, but we don't stack up as well here. And that's what this entire show is going to be about today. And by the way, we are live on YouTube and Twitter, so make sure you come on by. Of course, your new comments and will display over there and any uh, other things that you guys want to say to me and any comments that you may have. But I am going to start with a poll that I had on today's show Uh, I did ask, um, going live at 5.30 today, which we are, uh, for today's poll, where do you see the Pirates finishing in the NL Central standings? I did not include first place because I do not think in any realm or possibility that this Pittsburgh Pirates team finishes first place in the NL Central. I mean, everything would have to go right. We're talking Mitch Keller being a... Cy Young candidate. We're talking about Rowanzi Contreras having a major breakout season. You're having Brian Reynolds probably in the MVP conversation. Key Brian Hayes hitting in the 290s. O'Neill Cruz breaking out. There's a lot of factors that would go into that that would ultimately lead to the Pirates being the number one team in the division. I just don't really see it happening, and I don't think we should see it happen. So the options, of course, here were second place, third place, fourth place, and last place. So second place had 16% of the votes, and when you look at second place as an opportunity for this Pittsburgh Pirates team, You look at a lot of factors that don't really play into the Pirates' control, more of the control of what these other teams in the division do. As I've mentioned, the Cardinals are going to win the division. I just think that. I think most people in baseball think that. I would think most of the locked-on hosts would think that, and I know J.D. Haffron of locked-on Cardinals thinks that. So you're looking at their main challengers, and I guess your main challengers to first place would be the Brewers and Chicago But for Chicago to really challenge for the division, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, how how does this really work out for Chicago? Does Cody Bellinger get back to MVP form? Does Dansby Swanson become one of the top shortstops in all of baseball, which he already is up there, but does he cement himself as a top three shortstop? There's so much that would have to happen there. For Milwaukee, though, I think they're kind of the wild card there. And if the Pirates can finish in second, and again, 16% of you guys that voted think that the Pirates could finish second. If Milwaukee does move on from a Corbin Burns, if they do move on from most of their pitching, like Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, if they move on from that pitching staff, that team gets considerably worse. And you've already seen them move on from Josh Hader. You've already seen them move on from Colton Wong, so thank God Colton Wong is out of this division. I know most NL Central teams are like, thank you, finally, and I know Pirates fans especially are very happy about Colton Wong no longer being in the NL Central. If Milwaukee does sell off their team at the trade deadline, there is a real chance that this Pirates team could finish in second place. Now, there's a lot of things that that would take. 
You're talking about the pitching staff staying healthy and playing up to par. You're talking about the bullpen doing the same and them not missing uh, Harley and Garcia more than I expect them to. You're talking about Andy Rodriguez probably coming up here and making an impact, and a lot of these rookies making instant impacts on this team. So you guys voted 16% at second place. I will get into the rest of the poll here in just a moment, but I do want to let you guys know about one of our wonderful new sponsors, and that is Ultimate Baseball GM. You guys can see it right there on the bottom of your screen here on YouTube if you're uh, live here on YouTube. Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Download the app or go to probaseballgm.com to get a 100% free boost when you use the promo code Locked On in the game shop. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB general manager, managing your professional baseball franchise. Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want and when you want to. Talk. There's a lot of reasons, by the way, that I downloaded this game. One, because they're one of our new sponsors. Two, because it's just freaking awesome. Uh, I have a lot of fun actually building my team. Uh, you can start... Uh, you usually start with a pretty bad team, and then you're sitting there and you're building up through your draft capital, you're building up through your coaching, you're finding out the right schemes to use, and it's really, really fun and really, really challenging. I've still yet to win a World Series. So can you beat me? Well, Locked On Pirates listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code on your screen or there on the website, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Welcome back, of course, to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. Again, I hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Tuesday, March 14th, and we're talking about your poll answers to how the Pirates stack up in the NL Central this year in 2023. 16% of you voted in second place, and to kind of reiterate my point to the beginning, um, second place is difficult but doable based off of factors that the Pirates do not have in their control. So then you guys voted last place at 9%. I will address that right now. Um, With Cincinnati being in this division, in the state that that franchise is in, with what we've seen, it would take a lot, and I mean a lot, for the Pittsburgh Pirates to finish in fifth place in 2023. On paper, they're a better team than the Cincinnati Reds. They have a lot going for them offensively um, heading into this year. The Reds do not. And really, the Reds are just banking on young guys making an impact immediately, much like the Pirates have done the last couple years. So I don't think last place is something you would see from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, I 
fans, we usually think in a way of negativity because this team since 2015 has not really given us a reason to think positively until this year where it appears that they are taking steps in the right direction and attempting to put a good team on the diamond. So 33 of you uh, presented me with a fourth place finish. Now, fourth place is obviously more in the realm of possibility than last place, in my opinion. Um, And Real412 says, think we will have a good offense, just worried about our pitching. That is a big thing that I am uh, worried about as well. It also says that he thinks we should be between second and third. But 33% voting fourth, I'm not going to necessarily say that it's not wrong because there is a world where the Cubs outplay Pittsburgh and there is a world where Milwaukee doesn't sell off all its talent and doesn't fall off a cliff. And that would put the Pirates in fourth. But Milwaukee, when they sell off those players that I mentioned earlier, like Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and other guys, they're going to take a nosedive. That team is dependent on its pitching. No, no, Nothing more, nothing less. But even then, Milwaukee could only fall to third. So it really becomes, to me, a, a numbers game between Pittsburgh and Chicago, where the Cubs... Yes, they made some flashy offseason moves. They bring in Bellinger, they bring in Swanson, they bring in Tyone. They already have guys like Christian Moriel. They um, move on from Jason Hayward finally. They still have Ian Happ. They still have Nico Horner. They still have Patrick Wisdom. There's things to like there. Does Chicago put it all together, though? I think that's the biggest question. And it could be the same thing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Do they put it together enough to finish ahead of the Cubs? Do they do enough to finish ahead of the Brewers? And for the sake of thinking about it, do they do enough to finish ahead of the Reds? These are all valid questions to ask if you're wondering on where this team is going to finish in the NL Central. And with 33 of you, uh, 33% of you thinking fourth place, it's possible, but even then, I think you're talking about a 70, 75, win, a 70 to 73 win season at that point, which is a clear improvement from what we've seen from this team the last couple of seasons. I just, for me, fourth place does feel kind of disappointing if that's where the Pirates do finish. Just based off of this division, you look at the other divisions in baseball, like the NL and AL East powerhouses right now. The AL West, you have Houston, Texas, uh, Houston, the Rangers, and the Mariners, and even the Angels. Uh, the NL West, I mean, you have the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants are always sneaky, and the Diamondbacks could be a sneaky team this year. But then you look at both central divisions, man, and they're just not good at all. Uh, Mark Kropinski says, I think our best hope that this team has an average offense within even shouting distance. I think the entire pitching staff improves to league average. In my opinion, that adds up to a 75-win fourth-place team. That is possible, Mark. And I think that even the placement of it wouldn't really 
mean much if they win 75 games. It's like, if the Pirates win 75 games, that is a win in my playbook. Like, that is a win in my playbook no matter what if they can find a way to win 75 games. I don't care if they finish in last somehow if Cincinnati, like, goes on a tear and wins 77 games. If they win 75 games, that's a win no matter where you want to write it out. Um, The offense in spring training has been a bit concerning, but I do think it's just spring. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I don't think it's going to matter that much in the grand scheme of things, but the pitching I definitely think um, is a spot that you need to hope gets the league average if you want to finish in that third or second place spot. Um, Mike Benko says over 70 is a plus, and Real says I just want to be competitive after the trade deadline and show we are growing as a team and we are uh, our young players start to take off, and I am very excited about the young catcher that we got from the Mets. Yes, that would be Andy Rodriguez, who got option today. We're going to actually talk about that more in depth tomorrow, about when I think he's going to debut. So that's going to be on tomorrow's show. Um, but again, 33% vote fourth place. The majority of the poll votes came in at third place. Now, I feel like this is the sweet spot for a lot of people who are doing their season predictions and stuff like that. Obviously, we have yet to do our season predictions. I've done a season preview series, which you guys really, really enjoyed um, on the channel and everything. You guys really, really liked it. The preview or the predictions will probably come the day before opening day. Uh, just because I want to wait for everything to happen. I want to wait to see who's on this roster, what's going to happen, what I expect to happen, all that stuff. But when we're talking about third place, I think you can get more into the realm of possibility with things when you're talking about a third place baseball team for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You look at the things I've mentioned already. You're talking about Milwaukee possibly selling off a lot of their big talent. You're talking about Chicago and the questions surrounding if Cody Bellinger is going to return to any good form, if Jameis Italian is going to be enough to reinvigorate a, a crap <laughs> pitching staff, in my, in my opinion, a bullpen that needs desperate help, um, lo- the loss of Wilson Contreras. I mean, there's a lot that has to get put together for Chicago to do this. Cincinnati's not going to finish that high either. They're in a full rebuild. So at that point, by proxy, you can kind of place the Pittsburgh Pirates in third. And you guys, 42% of you, think that this team could be a third-place team. I think that when I with the options that I gave second, third, fourth, and fifth, I think third is where the most comfortability comes in, where you could predict that and people would be like, okay, 75 and 87 could probably be third place in this division. But is it where I think the Pirates are going to finish? It's very hard to predict. And I'm not going to predict it today. But it really just depends on how the lay of the land in the NL Central goes. Right now, if the Brewers were to sell off Burns, sell off Woodruff, sell off Peralta, or even keep one of the three, you can make the argument that the Pirates have the second-best pitching staff in this division. And that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. 
But those are your answers to the poll question. We're going to get a little bit into more positional breakdowns here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to let you guys know about the wonderful people over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. March Madness kicks off tonight. It's one of my favorite events of the sports calendar. And, of course, you can bet on it over at FanDuel Sportsbook. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can always do whatever you want when you're betting. You can include spread, money lines, totals, player points, rebounds, assists, and so many more exclusive bets that FanDuel has to offer. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. And you guys heard me mention March Madness, by the way. Uh, go check out Nick Farbaugh over at Locked On Pit. Check out Christopher Carter as well. He's doing a lot of work covering the uh, Pitt Panthers as they take on Mississippi State tonight. And I am really hoping they get a win because it's the first time the Pitt Panthers have been in the tournament for quite some time. And obviously, uh, Georgia Bulldogs didn't get in there. So, can't really be... Looking for too much in the in terms of the basketball world. But you guys uh, heard me mention about the starting pitching. I kind of want to break down the positions for this Pittsburgh Pirates team, where I think they stack up in the division. As of this current moment, I would say the pitching staff is the third best pitching staff in the division. I think the Brewers still have the best pitching staff overall in the division. St. Louis in second, Pittsburgh in third, Chicago in fourth. Cincinnati in fifth. That's how I would break down the pitching staff. If Milwaukee does end up moving on from Burns and some of those other players, I think the Pirates slide up to two, the Cardinals slide up to one, the Brewers slide down to wherever they slide down to. First base is interesting. Um, Trying to think of all the first basemen. Obviously, Paul Goldschmidt is the best first baseman in the division. Cincinnati, I actually don't uh, have a lot of ideas who their first baseman is oh joey Votto. dumb moment do not send this to jeff card locked on reds they will literally kill me for saying that um milwaukee i believe still has rowdy tellas and then of course the pirates have carlos santana and g-man Choi. i think that positional group stacks up well against the nl central right at this moment i'd put it in the top three uh i think chicago may make the case to have a better first baseman, and obviously Goldsmith being the best first baseman in the division. The Cardinals are at number one there. Second base gets a little interesting uh, because of Rodolfo Castro and where he stacks up. I mean, you have Tommy Edmond in the division who had a interesting run of things last year. Paul DeYoung as well. Uh, you have um, Keston Hira, who's going to be an interesting player to watch for Milwaukee again this year. Uh, Nico Horner for Chicago is going to be another good player. And then Jonathan India and Cincinnati. So that's a spot where I think the pirates could be concerned in division on how things go. Um, yeah. And Mike mentions that the reds got like six second base shortstop prospects in their top 10. So yeah, you're going to see a lot of that uh, pretty soon. I think Mike, 
Uh, and Real says, did the Cardinals make any free agent moves? Yes. Uh, I was just about to talk about catcher, which is where uh, the Cardinals clearly, to me, come in first with uh, getting Wilson Contreras from Chicago, which puts Chicago pretty far down. As of this moment, I'd say the Pirates have the worst catcher in the division overall in Austin Hedges. But let's also remind ourselves that Austin Hedges is going to be very good for the development of that pitching staff defensively. He's just not going to bring you much offensively. Um, then you move the shortstop. The shortstops of this division are going to be very fun to watch for the next uh, couple of seasons. Uh, O'Neill Cruz, obviously, in Pittsburgh. You're going to then have Ellie De La Cruz in Cincinnati. You have um, Jordan Walker, who could eventually come up for <laughs> St. Louis. There's a lot to look at when it comes to the shortstops of this division, but O'Neill Cruz, I think you have to be happy about having O'Neill Cruz not only in division, but in baseball in general. Third base, of course, you know the top two. Key Brian Hayes and Paul Goldschmidt. Or not Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Defensive Wizards, Arenado has the better bat as of right now. Um, but Hayes, I think, is going to slowly but surely keep catching up to him as Arenado progresses or uh, regresses and Hayes progresses. So I think you can have something to look forward to in that department. Then you look at the outfields. I think the Cardinals clearly have the best outfield in the division. There's a lot of outfielders to like in this division. Obviously, we have Brian Reynolds. Cardinals have Tyler O'Neill, uh, Dylan Carlson, and Lars Newtbar. You have um, Milwaukee with uh, Christian Yelich. Um, of course, the Cubs have uh, Christopher Moriel out there. The Reds are going to have some stuff to work with eventually. Realistically, where I think this division stacks up the best is on the left side of the infield. I mean, you're looking at Paul Goldschmidt, or not Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. I keep getting them mixed up. You're looking at Nolan Arenado, O'Neill Cruz, Ellie De La Cruz, Jordan Walker, Patrick Wisdom, Dansby Swanson, um, possibly Jonathan India if he ever makes a move to the other side of the uh, diamond. There's a lot to like there. But I'll end the show by saying this, guys. Thank you for uh, dealing with me. I know there are times where I don't give uh, five episodes a week out, but thank you for always tuning in to the show. Thank you guys for all the great reviews. Thank you for the likes, subscribers, comments. Thank you for tuning in to the live streams. It's all very, very nice of you. I love doing this. I am just in a interesting spot uh, physically and uh, emotionally. So sometimes there are days where I just need a mental health break. And I thank you guys for being understandable of that as well. But once the regular season kicks off, there's going to be no more of that. You guys are also going to enjoy the fact that I'm going to have game uh, recaps over at Inside the Bucks Basement. Make sure you check out all of the great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network and the Locked On Pittsburgh Podcast Network. Of course, Locked On Steelers with Christopher Carter covering everything the Steelers are doing in the offseason. Hunter Hodes over at Locked On Penguins covering the NHL season down the stretch. Nick Farbaugh obviously highlighting March Madness with the Pitt Panthers in basketball. And all of the Locked On MLB shows. Check out everybody in division to learn about our opponents for this year. Check out everything, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a wonderful Tuesday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Love you. Have a great night, Yens.